Welcome everyone. I'm Jeffrey Goodman, Director of Marketing and Development for the YMCA of Northwest Louisiana. And we're here at 318 Latino Studios for Shreveport Bossier, my city, my community, my home. And can't wait to have today's discussion. Our guest is Nell Sheehy. So Nell, thanks Hello, for being here. And thank you for having me, Jeffrey. Of course. Thanks for making the time and being here. Can't wait to talk to you and really, really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Well, I'll hop in, Nell. I told Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Okay, great. Well, um, in, we'll start here. In, in 2022, you partnered with KTAL NBC6 to launch the Operation Kindness Initiative. My, my first question is, tell me about the genesis of this initiative, its mission, and some of how it works, if you wouldn't mind. Well, I have to harken back to people like your mother, Sylvia Goodman, and my mother, Virginia Sheehy, and the state of the world right now. There's so many challenges that we are facing. Um, so many cultures are at odds with each other. Uh, racism seems to have not been abated. It seems to be going on. Uh, I did a podcast, uh, not a podcast, I participated in a documentary uh, with Dominique Ben from Channel 12, and it was about racism in the 60s. And as we were talking, it was just, wait a minute, all this is still going on. And how long ago was that? How long ago was that? And so I thought, well, gosh, people just need to follow the golden rule and just be kind. And from that, that was sort of the, the genesis, I guess, of the, of the idea. And I thought, I'm not here to preach to anyone at all. I just want to celebrate kindness and remind people that it's okay to be kind. And that's our tagline, is it's okay to be kind. And then someone told me that uh, KTAL was doing something similar called KTAL Cares, and I got with Mark McKay, uh, the general manager, and he was interested in it. And they've been extremely generous. Uh, we've been doing this now well over a year and a half. And I produce videos with them, on, but they, they support it. They, they pay for it. And then the news part of it, their news section does news stories on kindness. And we did it the first year, and I thought, okay, well, thank you very much. And Mark said, I want to keep doing this because people have responded to that. I think... People are tired of the way we're treating each other. And it's a very interesting topic. Like, how, how do we get to this point? How can you be doing a retrospective about the 60s and the civil rights movement and people like Dr. Lewis Pendleton and Reverend Blake, and but then some things are still going on. They're very similar in nature, the violence, all of that. So the political unrest, there's just a lot of chaos in the world right now. And I just want to tell people, not tell people, but suggest to people, let's remember to be kind because it's a very potent weapon, maybe the wrong word to use, okay? But you, the effect of being kind, I saw it with your mother, I saw it with my mother, just people want to matter. Everybody wants an attaboy or an girl or, or whatever, whomever. Um, it's not hard to be kind. And there are lots of different ways to be kind. And being kind is free. You could just go up to someone and say, hey, how you doing? I like your dress. Or pat them on the shoulder. Or if you see someone in a restaurant with some, maybe an older lady with some grandkids, and you could tell maybe that's not where they usually are, and this is a special occasion, regardless of their race, color, creed. 
and, you know, pay for that meal. Do something like that. And kindness also has a ripple effect. If, if I'm kind to you and make you feel good, chances are you're going to make someone else feel good. And we, we need to respect each other. It's about self-respect, too, and respecting our different races, expecting colors, uh, expect, ex, excuse me, respecting different religions and not being afraid of our differences, but celebrating our differences. And tell me the videos that you make with KTAL. Like how, do you, how do you choose the well, subjects and how does that process work a little well, bit? What we're doing is a two-pronged thing. The, the news division at KTAL, Jackie Jovic or, or whoever will go out and do a story on celebrating kindness or recognizing someone who has been kind or somebody that people recognize as being kind. Um, and she does that. And then I, on the other end of it, will ask community leaders to talk about kindness and why it's important. People who have some influence and everyone said yes, that I asked. And I was actually a bit surprised, but I explained what I was trying to do and We've had people as diverse as we've had Henry Price, as you know, Henry Price, Sonia Bales, Casey Kilpatrick. We just uh, did a video with Lamar Gorey, the superintendent of schools, and no one said no. And I think you should be kind to animals, too. That's important. So we went to Robinson Rescue and talked to the veterinarian there. Um, now I can't remember her name. Andrea? Everson. Everson. Andrea Everson. She did, a, she did a great, it's just 30-second spots is what they are. And then at the end, we asked him to say, you know, look at the camera and say, you know, it's okay to be kind. Like, that's an option. That's an option to be kind. And I don't think people remember that or remember how powerful it is because you can change a person's day, Jeffrey, by being kind, or you can change their whole life by being kind. I love it. So that's it. It's just spreading the message. That's, that's all it is. Operation Kindness. Mm -hmm. It's great. So I'm going to shift gears for a second. I've, I've asked other guests on the podcast a similar question to the one I'm about to ask you. My, my question is, uh, and you haven't seen these questions in advance, but I'm just curious how you would answer it. My question is, how, in your opinion, do we move our community more from a quote-unquote me community to a we community? Well, by understanding the value of we, okay, remember that this country, in the beginning, people were escaping uh, very bad conditions in various parts of the world to come here to the new world and to have the opportunity to make something of themselves. And everyone wants to do that. Everyone I think values opportunity and there's opportunity in being we. We have to move together as a community. We have to recognize and celebrate our differences. That's the main thing. I mean, you have qualities that I don't have. And so I just, what's what's puzzles me is that suddenly we're back to that, you know, you're in this group, you're in that group, never the twain shall meet. Whereas before, I mean, people 
work together because they, they had to. You know, a lot of people came to this country under very different circumstances, of course. Uh, but nobody was really superior to anyone else. Everyone had the common goal of, of the American dream, trying to make something of yourself and not at the expense of someone else. You don't have to hurt someone to get ahead. And it's, I guess it's like kind of like a tapestry. There are all these different colors and all these different threads. And we bring, different cultures bring many different things to the table. And, and again, it's something that we should be proud of and celebrate and be curious about and say, oh my goodness, I didn't think about that. Or it's a different perspective. And so to me, it's a strengthening thing. Love it. I totally agree. All right. So you have to bear with me with this next question because it's super long, but um, just hang in there with me. So as you know, and you've already mentioned it, as you know, like you, I have a very strong and fearless mom. Yes. <laughs> in in yes. fact, one of her heroes, biggest role models, and one of the few people she looked up to was your mom, Virginia Sheehy. Well. You once said the following in speaking about your mom, Virginia. You said, Virginia Sheehy was a phenomenon. She was a mother. She was a business person. She was a philanthropist. She was a politician. She was a do-gooder. She was, to some people, an angel. She cared about people very much, and I'm very proud to be one of her four children. I know your mom has had a major influence on you. Would you mind talking about some of the lessons she taught you and some of the ways her legacy drives and guides you today? All right, we'll have to maybe revisit the question, but some of the lessons she taught me were, well, there was a, a children's book called The Little Engine That Could, okay? And what's the big line in that? I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. And mother came from a very humble background, okay? She, her grandparents started our companies from nothing, from absolutely nothing. And so that's why I think it's interesting when we have the Virginia K. Sheehy Most Influential Woman Awards, and we have now expanded it to um, giving awards to six high school women in addition to the six women who are older than high school, shall we say. And it was woman-driven from the very beginning, and mother had been through a divorce. She had been, some people didn't know that about her. And the question I always get is we want to know about the personal side of Virginia. So of course, you know, I know about the personal side of Virginia. And it's curious to know what makes them what they are, right? And of course, your mother's story is, is very interesting as well. Um, and I, if I, I'm not sure if I recall this correctly, but wasn't she the... Um, the first Jewish president of a Catholic club or organization or something no, like that. That's do you, possible. Do you I, remember that? I can't. I can't. I mean, but she, she, she was that kind of power that comes from your mother or, or my mother is is very interesting because you think, okay, where is it coming from? And I still think that about my mother. She's been gone for eight years. But I think it's coming from humble background, being relatively uh, poor and wanting to be somebody, wanting to make it, but also 
her grand, her mother, my grandmother, Nell Kilpatrick, I'm named for her, um, raised her to be kind. That was a huge thing. I mean, human beings can't achieve things if they're not getting along, right? And that seems like such a simplistic thing, but it's, but people don't understand that. It's like, oh no, well, you're different. I'm different. Let's fight each other. Let's, you know, let's, let's be unfriendly. Let's be enemies. Let's not get along. But that's not how it works. I mean, your mother was the queen of networking as my mother was too. And you know, as well as I do, if you want to get something done, you have to collaborate and your fellow man, they're all, they're not all white or all black or all Hispanic or all gay, whatever. We're all different. So if you want to get anything done, really, in business or if they're not for profit organizations, you need to collaborate. And your mother and mine were geniuses at that. Yep. Absolutely. But the thing is, they certainly, I'm sure, got some satisfaction from that because how, you know, how can you not? If, if I go to a restaurant and just pay for somebody's breakfast, does that make, does that make me feel bad? No, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel special. So uh, volunteering, you know, joining all these different boards and uh, volunteering your time or your, your efforts, your expertise or whatever, of course you feel good. And that's like the thing about kindness that people don't, some people don't realize it, it helps you almost more than it helps a person that you're being kind to because it makes you feel good. Right. And that creates, that creates harmony. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, it does. No, <laughs> I, I love that. And I will say just, um, I didn't know your mom well, but I had, the few interactions I had are, are ones that I'll always remember. And um, I just Well, I think your ordinal position in the family, what, where you are born, what number you are, oldest, middle, youngest, has a lot to do with who you are. And my mother was an only child for about 16 years, actually. 14 or 16. And she had a younger, her parents had a younger, another daughter. But mother was an only child for at least 14 years. And I think she had a lot of attention. And I'm not saying that having siblings is a bad thing because you learn a lot by having siblings. You learn how to share, you learn how to fight, <laughs> you, learn how to, you learn how to ask for what you want. Uh, that's important. But um, I think that her parents spent a lot of time with her because she was an only child. And I remember I didn't achieve academically, academically like my mother did. Um, I, I didn't flunk out or anything like that, but I wasn't—I didn't cover myself in glory, shall we say? But um, I told my mother one time when I was in high school, well, "I'm going to go up to the attic and I'm going to get your report cards and I'm going to see what you did." <laughs> well, I found them, you know, from the first grade because they lived in Texas originally, and of course, you know, they're all A's and maybe one B. So I was like, oh, God, you know, from the first grade, Mama, you know. But she always wanted to succeed and always wanted to please her parents, that was very important to her. And um, she saw that my grandmother was very much like my mother. My mother was just the second generation of that, you know? Um, and, you know, as I know, at least I said it earlier, you know, in business, if you want to succeed, you have to get along. You have to have a, provide a service, whatever that is, and convince people that 
you know, you're being fair and reasonable and you're trying to help people. And that's what it boils down to. I mean, it's, it's trust. A lot of it is trust. Yeah, I love that. Now, you answered the question. I love it. And yeah, I have lots of stories about my mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, we may come back because I, I, I was moved. I listened to a talk you gave where you were talking about her in D.C. and um, yeah. seeing the, the, the wife of the editor of the Washington right, Post. Right, right, right. And, uh, and here she was, you know, uh, just, just a, a young, newly married woman whose marriage wasn't going well. You know, she was married to my father, who was, they just didn't make it. They didn't succeed as a, as a couple. And she was, she'd always admired Catherine Graham and just happened to see her. It was just, you know, amazing. Um, and that my mother looked at her and aspired to be her. And uh, I think she succeeded in, in doing that. And you said Catherine gave her maybe just a little just look. Just a tiny little look is what my mother said just 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 a slight you know acknowledgement is you know to just say hey it's it's going to get better it's okay you know because Catherine Graham's life was very interesting as well she, you know she had a very domineering husband who took his life and then she's uh oh she's in charge of the biggest one of the biggest newspapers in the country right so I think struggle is a big part of that I think that when you struggle when you have gone without, I think you can develop an empathy or a sympathy, sympathy towards people. You know, it's... Um, and your mom had done that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people don't think of my mother as being a single mom with three young children under the age of four and a half. You know, they, they see her as, oh, Virginia Sheehy, you know, she wore, you know, the pearls and... They think, oh, you know, she's, you know, in full, it was like Athena burst out of Zeus's head, you know, fully formed. You know, she wasn't fully formed. She came from somewhere and she worked hard and she became, she willed herself, I think, into who she became. And I think she was an intrinsically good person, too. But she was a, I'm sure your mother was a, she was strict. I mean, was it? She was. She was not a pushover. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, in in addition, in addition to what we've already talked about, what I'd like you to talk about is just. I'm curious, as you look around our community today, what above and beyond what you've already mentioned, what are what are some of the things that concern you the most? Just as you look around. Shreveport Bossier community today. What are some of the things that jump out at you as most concerning? Uh, downtown uh, and and the strides are being taken to develop downtown. That's always been a problem. It's a problem in many cities. You know, when the buildings get deserted, the businesses go, and then people are trying to. We need to revitalize downtown, and I think people are working on that. Liz Swain is working hard on that. There are many other organizations that are doing that too, as well. Um, that's where your that's where everything kind of began. It's the nucleus of business, and those buildings are so gorgeous, and they they have such an extraordinary history, all of them. Um, so I think that's important, and the the, the social justice 
concerns me as well, but that's that's everywhere. Okay, it's not, not just in the South, it's in the North, it's in other places as well. Um, that, that concerns me, that people can be treated differently or people can be treated violently because of their color, because of their different background. I mean, how do we go from the 60s civil rights movement to the some very bad things that have happened to people of color in the last several years. So that that is a that concerns me greatly. And on the other side of that, just as you look around, what are some of the things that just as you look around our community, what are some of the things that make you hopeful or optimistic that we're headed in the right direction as a community? I think there are a lot of people that care about Shreveport very much. And I think they're willing to roll up their shirt sleeves and get involved. And and that's a, a very good thing. I mean, beyond that, I mean, you always have the kids, you know, they're going to, you, you went away, I went away. That's just what kids do, you know. They'll, then, but coming back and trying to make a, kind of make a life, here, sometimes the grass isn't always greener. I mean, I had a wonderful time when I was away in upstate New York, and I'm sure you had a good time too <laughs> in California, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, but you, so people want roots again. And I'm certainly not an expert on technology by any means, but this bothers me when I see people so attached to their iPads and their phones. And, you know, I don't know what kind of effect that's going to have on younger people long term maybe it's okay but conversation one-on-one -on -one, I, I think that needs to be developed again what, what do you think about that seriously i mean i know you're the question asker but what, <laughs> no, you what, can ask me questions i mean i think technology is wonderful in many respects but i think listening is uh, is, is a, it a lost art i don't know if it's a lost art, but i think it's an important it's an important tool that um we all have to um, be vigilant to make sure that we continue to try and practice it and do it well. I think the Shreveport-Bossier uh, Tourism and Convention Bureau is doing a good job. Uh, like, look at the farmer's market. That's blowing and going downtown. Emery uh, Gentry is the marketing yep. director yep. of that. She's she does doing a great a job. Great job with that. And I think Centenary College is uh, certainly finding ways to market itself. Um, and have the, the freshmen all go to Paris. I mean, how do you how do you top that? Um, but I, you just have to have people that care, and I think that people do care enough so that if we just continue doing what we're doing, but not quitting. See, your mother was not a quitter, and my mother wasn't either. So even when things don't look good or seem maybe not so much depressing, but maybe this isn't happening as, as quickly as I would like it to happen. They just kept going. And I think that's important to just keep going because everybody has a bad day, right? Sometimes you think, oh, well, why am I doing this? You know, it's, but then the next day, you've got to remember that there's another day and you've got to remember what your goal is. Speaking what? of, I have a Virginia question for you. So one of my favorite quotes, I'm going to kind of butcher it about my mom, but one of my favorite sayings that my mom has is, is you know, 
don't don't tell me that it can't be done. Just tell me whether or not you can do it. That your that my mom yeah. would that she would yeah. that would is what what she loved to say is you know don't don't tell me that something can't be done. Just tell me whether or not you can do it. Because if you can, I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna find a way to do it with someone else, or I'm gonna find uh, another way to do it. So, they is were, there something like that about your mom? Oh, is there a saying or a I keep little, looking at you. I'm sorry, but it's, um, it's all good. It reminds me of a secretariat and the, you know, the <laughs> what is it, the blinders or whatever they had on their their eyes. They just not that your mother is a horse or my mother is a horse, but I'm talking about the gosh, that intensity and that power. And they got focused. They just locked into something. Tunnel vision. Tunnel vision. That's a, the, exactly the right word for it. Uh, and I'm still working on that. I mean, I, people like Sylvia and, and Virginia, they just didn't let extraneous things get in the way of their goal. They had this laser focus. It's going to happen. And, you know, you have these, like, like naysayers that just, uh, you know, that's just kind of flies, go away. You know, it just it, they weren't deterred, and that was an extraordinary quality, I think, in both of those women. Their determination, and no, nobody's going to tell me no. I mean, mother just didn't accept that word, and your mother did not as well. It's true, right? Yep. I mean, she developed a lot of wonderful things in Shreveport as well, Cyport and Robinson, and I don't think it's a now. Now I'm signing sounding gender biased, but I don't think it's an accident that the women got those things done. Okay, certainly men can too, but you've got some pretty powerful women that didn't care if they were women, they just did it. You know, they weren't concerned about not being men, they're just going to do it anyway. So just get out of my way, and I'm going to make it happen. And that's what they did. Absolutely. Well, those were my main questions. Is there anything that we we have all day. Is there anything that you'd like to discuss or talk about or that's been on your mind that you'd like to share before we? <laughs> Not in particular. Really, the only thing is that I just, going back to Operation Kindness, and it's okay Please. to be kind, just uh, let's remember how powerful that is. It's very, very, it's a very, very powerful tool. And it doesn't cost anything, really. I mean, you can be kind by giving a scholarship to someone if you want, but really and truly, just looking them in the eyes and saying, good job, nice shirt, uh, let's have a cup of coffee. I mean, just, I think it's important that people keep relating to each other as human beings and not as black, Hispanic, white. We're human beings. And... um I was on one of the stations here locally talking about one of our uh, sponsorships. And I said, you know, there are no two people that are alike. Everyone is different, but we all have a heart. So let's listen to our heart and let's respect our differences. That's it. <laughs>